Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 98 of the CZUS Show. Hope you guys are having a very, very splendid day because me and my co-host Trader XXIV are going to deliver some great, great content to you guys. Uh, so before we get into today's hottest topics, just make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media, all streaming platforms at the CZUS Show. Obviously, my handle is Sir CZUS and Trey Day's uh, handle or Trey rather his handle is Trader XXIV. Subscribe, rate, comment, like, share. Do whatever you have to do to keep this podcast pushing forward and, and let's just grow organically. Um, but before we get into today's hottest topics, I just want to rehash on the previous episode, as always. So on episode 97 of the season show, which was released last week, we kind of broke down the Russell Westbrook and John Wall breakdown, our expectations on both of them. Um, you know, Kyrie not speaking to the media, uh, PG's comments with Doc Rivers and, and you know, ultimately not being utilized right, uh, the NBA and marijuana, and a new protocol test for this upcoming season. So a lot has moved around since then. So I'm just ready to get into today's hottest topic. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, for my co-host, that mother Trey Day XXIV baby. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Trey Day all day. Happy holidays. Happy um whatever you want to be happy about. I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you're here rocking with us, man. Um it feels good over here on the East Coast, but I know it never rains in Southern California. What's good with you, bro? <laughs> Not much, man. Like I said, it's it's this probably the earliest that we recorded a podcast um, since I've been here. So yeah, we um, I'm, already, I'm already up. I'm already energized. I feel I feel really really good. I'm actually, um, you know, having a flight first thing in the morning, like around eleven eleven thirty in the morning to go back to the East Coast. So um, I'll be back there for about two weeks. So I'm excited for that. So today I got to just do a little bit of. Some last minute things, go get a cut, do some laundry, pack my bag, X, Y, and Z, clean up the apartment, all that stuff. So You bring your camera? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm bringing everything with me. I got my camera I, bag actually to the right of me. So um, I got I got an idea. So let, let, let's let's bring the, the, the pot equipment. We might have something special. I got an idea for it. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have everything with me on the go. So, you know, uh, the it's best lit. ability is availability, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, yeah, let's let's uh let's let's go ahead and um get into the hottest topic. So obviously, a lot of traction has happened. Um, and then yeah. just to rehash with 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 the audience and what I told them before, um, on episode ninety seven, we kind of talked about that that John Wall and uh, and Russell Westbrook deal, our thoughts on and whatnot. Um, Kyrie not speaking to the media. You know, uh, what was that nickname that you have for Paul George again? <laughs> Chatty Patty, Paul Chatty George, please, Patty. please, Chatty don't Patty. Fight me, um, you don't know, fight me. it's all love. <laughs> yeah, Chatty Patty in his interview on all the smoke, um, NBA and marijuana, and then the and then the new protocol. So it's always funny around this time of year where just a lot of traction happens, right? So the first thing that kind of stuck out to me was Giannis Antetokounmpo because we literally been talking about this guy all season long. I remember back in Richmond, we were like, yo, it would be such a good idea for the Warriors to try to, you know, get Go their get pick and, and try to get him or Miami doing this and this and that. Well, that ship has sailed. Um, my boy Giannis Antetokounmpo just signed a super max deal, full five year, $228 million contract. Yeah, big bang. Uh, so he 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 secured the bag. Um, big bang. He secured the bag a lot. Part of me is shocked, right? And then part of me is not shocked. So I'm shocked because first and foremost, with Giannis, you know, he was kind of holding off on this situation, right? Because mm -hmm. um, he could have signed it a while ago. So my whole thought process behind everything is like, you know, when I think of Giannis. You know, obviously he's not on on Le on LeBron or Katie's level yet, but if you look at the traje trajectory, all the signs point to him being in that stratosphere when it's all said and done. Um, okay. So me, it's like you've won your two MVPs, you won your Defensive Player of the Year. You're you're kind of like in that old sense of LeBron James where he was first in Cleveland. Obviously, LeBron took his team to the finals back in 07, which was a miracle. I still don't know how he did that. But other than that, he always came up short. 
Um, so the media kind of got to him and it's just like, yo, like we know what you can do individually. Now it's time to ring. Now it's time to stack, stack up and, and, and go get those championships. So I thought with Giannis, I, I thought the smart thing for him to do was to assess the situation. Obviously the Bogdan trade fell through, but they were able to be aggressive and, and go get um, Drew Holiday as well too, because it seemed like they just needed that one certified closer. Um, mm-hmm. so I thought he was just going to let the season pan out and kind of really see how far they get, how the chemistry works, what adjustments are made. And, 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 and you know, if, if they, you know, let's say got to the finals, obviously you resign. Um, or if you get even close and, you know, you just lose to some steep competition, you know, then you, then you kind of figure things out from there. So I thought he was just going to be smart about that situation to kind of just see what has happened. But this kind of, you know, changes some things around. And then part of me is not really – the other half of me is not really, you know, so thrown right. off by because of his background. You know, he's not your traditional African-American who's from the United States. Um, his yeah. experience is a lot different, you know. Yeah. Their struggles a lot different as well, too. So with him, he's like, yo, I I grew up with these amount of brothers. We only had one bedroom. We're all, like, together. So for me, for me to come from this environment to this environment, like, my standard of living is fine. You know, yeah. and, and he's kind of betting on himself in another sense where it's like, I know what I'm capable of. You just give me this piece and that piece, um, then I can go out and, and win a championship. And, and and you can kind of see within the past week with the media availability, you're just kind of getting annoyed with everything, right? Um, so Bucks fans, um, everybody in Milwaukee, uh, you guys are secured for the next four years. And obviously in his fifth year, he can opt out. Um, so this isn't too bad to be real with you because he's only 26 years old, right? So after four years, he's going to be what, 30, 31 years old. So at that point, I'm thinking, obviously he, when when I think of Giannis, I think of pure dominance, right? I think of Shaq from, from Orlando days, right? So I feel like by the time it's his, is his fourth year, he's 30, 31 years old. I feel like the game would have slowed down for him. I feel like he'll develop a better jump shot um, and he's really going to operate um, inside out and just be more efficient. Um, so by then I feel like he will be a full complete player. And like I said, he'll just now be in his prime to be real with you because they say you're in your prime starting at the, the age of 28. So by then, you know, what I'm saying? if he hasn't won, um, maybe, you know, he can potentially team up with a player like Luka Doniger or, or a, young, a young and upcoming player or something like that. But, uh, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, Giannis resigning and getting that check? Um, I, I, I think it speaks directly to Giannis right now. I mean, in his background, for one, it's like, you know, uh, we had to get out the mud off the muscle from the beginning, you know. So that, that kind of vibe, that mentality. And him still being, quote, unquote, young and thinking he can do anything and everything, which is an amazing ability to have something that, you know, we all – want to have that's the mindset right um Mm -hmm. but in the same vein um we think about how realistic it can be from an nba standpoint right it's like you know even like the best player and i don't think he's on the same trajectory as lebron but he is in a lane that is comparable to in this day and age right Mm -hmm. so it's like yo we haven't seen anything like this yada yada like that does he have uh, vast amounts of his games that can they can improve, yes. Um, but Giannis is like, you know, are we going to get it done with this team? So they're building around him. They sold him. I think he's super comfortable there because it's where he's known in the league, you know. And it's like, yo, I might as well stay here, get this bag. You know, I don't have to uproot. You know, I'm here. I'm comfortable. Let's keep it going. Uh, when in the same token, you know, we thought maybe Toronto. Uh, we thought maybe Golden State. But as, as you age, as you learn, as you keep talking to OGs, as you become the older statesman, and you know NBA is a young man's league, you know it's called a rap game, a young man's a young man's game, <laughs> as well. Um, as you become the older statesman, you're gonna realize, ah, uh, you know this is this is kind of what I want to be. You're gonna start thinking about stuff outside of basketball, you know, because no matter who you are, what you are, as you grow, as you age, you, you know you, you become more than one dimensional. The physical is one thing, but then the, the metaphysical, the, uh, the the spiritual, everything in, in that vein, it, it gets bigger, right? It gets bigger, and you start looking at something like, yo, I could probably 
make a little bit more money here outside of basketball. And I like what was going on over here. Stand a third. So all those things come down, come down to hatch. Uh, I think Milwaukee did a really good attempt to build around him this offseason. We'll see what happens. But you still have teams that have his number, you know, ha- have a game plan specifically for him, like the Heat, like uh, new teams over there. I mean, I'm not saying Toronto is going to be everything that they have been, but, you know, it's a team that they defend and guard well. You have uh, the Brooklyn Nets where he's going to have to go out and possibly guard a KD on the perimeter uh, during the night. And, that, and Giannis is a good defender, but um, I think you put more of the weight on yourself. Pick up the bag, get paid, young man, get paid. But um, time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. <clears throat> um, We're going to see. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, you know, looking at the past two seasons and the talent that they had, obviously the East has gotten even more stronger as far as the top tier teams there. There's no doubt in my mind where on a yearly basis, if everyone's fully healthy, especially him, they don't Mm -hmm. finish top one or top two in the East. But like you said, these teams kind of know the blueprint to quote unquote stop Giannis and they have the personnel to, to stop Giannis as well too. So if he doesn't improve his game, then it's gonna be a long five years. A lot of second round exes, conference finals exes as well too. So he got to hurt money. He yeah, he got to raise his game to another level because even with these two games I've seen in the preseason against Dallas, it pretty much still looks the same. I mean, I kind of slightly saw him in the post a little bit more, but nothing really has changed in my opinion um, on if he's added to his game. I know it's been a fast turnaround, so there's not much to add. But at the end of the day, there's 24 hours in a day. You can take advantage of that time, but uh. Yeah, um, shout out to him. Loyalty is everything. So when you, when you think of him now, you're thinking of like a Damian Lillard, right? You're thinking about yep. Jason Tatum, you know, signing that extension or Donovan Mitchell signing that extension as well, too. So um, I, I respect that. Um, we see what we're going to see what's going to happen from from that situation. Um, but right now, I don't even have him as a top two team in the East. I, I still like Miami over them. Um, I still like the Brooklyn Nets over them, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And even I told you Philadelphia 76ers, I like them. What were you saying? I told you honest. I mean, you can damn near just say seven foot. <laughs> okay. I yeah, he's like 6'10", 6'11". They, they, they're, they're saying that, um, of course, it's too much, whatever. But they're saying that uh, Bam's 6'9", I guess, 6'9", 6'10". Mm-hmm. But his athleticism, I guess, goes the extra mile to make him damn near a footer. I mean, you know, just like his presence in a way. Yeah. So when I think about that, I'm thinking about that Heat team is like, you know, that's that's some problems because Bam's not losing a step, you know. And you pack line that, you have him, you know, guarding some Giannis. You have people like Jimmy that don't care who they guard. It could be the shortest yeah. person or it could be the tallest person. It's just, you know, it's, it's one-on-one basketball, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's stuff I think about like that. It, it's more than just on paper stuff. It's like, you know, these guys make a difference and it's just the grit. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So congrats, Giannis, uh, to you and your family. Generational wealth is what we teach. So secure that bag because you're going to get another one in a couple of years if, if, if everything stays the way it's supposed to stay. Um, so shout out to you. Um, the next up I want to talk about, before we get into this new look Nets team, you know, we got to we gotta circle back and go, and go to Kyrie Irving, obviously, last week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was catching a lot of slack for avoiding the media, and obviously – um, he came out with the statement and basically he had a campaign to, uh, you know, have a media blackout for the entire season. Well, he didn't technically give us additional context on exactly when and how long this was going to um, go about. And obviously <laughs> last week when we were talking about it, we were like, eh, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back to the media if they start, uh, you know, taking Tapping away from pockets. his pay. So they, I think they find him 25K, the Nets 25K. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's in your contract, right? So you can only have done that but for so long. So my whole yeah. thing was like, and what we talked about last week, I'm like, yo, I'm trolling if, if I'm Kyrie, you know what I'm saying, um, if yeah. I have to. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, um, he ended up coming back. He had a very, <laughs> very nice interview for about 17 minutes that I watched the entirety of. And, uh, you know, it seems to me, um, you know, he just wanted to make, he just wanted to, he just wanted to make a message and let it be known. Like when I come here, 
we're literally just talking strictly basketball and that's it. So I respect it. Um, so one of the quotes he had here was, is really just how about I felt about the mistreatment of certain artists when we get to a certain platform of when we make decisions within our lives to have full control um, and ownership. We want to perform in a secure and protective space, he said. So I understand where he's coming from from that. But at the same time, it's like, just looking at it, like, you know, all this could have kind of been avoided, right? You know, because yeah. at the end of the day, they're going to ask you questions, but you as an individual have the decision to not answer that question, say next question, and literally just keep it about basketball. But I kind of see where he he, he got from, um, and I'm excited that he's back in the media because, like I said, last week he's one of the uh, most – oh, shoot. So I normally wake up. He has one of the, ah, the, the brightest minds in, in the NBA. So um, I'm happy he's back. But uh, what are your thoughts on him, you know, finally being available to the media? Um, you know, I've learned more and more about Kyrie each day, every time he talks. So um, I think it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like you, you feel you feel out how much you can, in a way, get away with, with, you know, the, the guardians that be, the, the parameters that be. So he's, like, testing it out, testing it out, testing it out. And it's in a way showing that, hey, yeah, this, you know, you can you can express yourself in different ways, but at the same time, you're still in this fence of a contract of this league, how it's supposed to get done. So the league, you know, tapped him on, tapped him on the wrist, like, yo, uh-uh, nope. Um, and, and he, you know – finding more ways to effectively be himself. Um, that's something I would expect Kyrie to do. And, and I'm not saying that in a, in a malicious way. It's just like, yo, like, he's pushing the envelope. He's a different kind of thinker. And I understand that. I respect that. Um, but, mm, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a give and take. It's a give and take thing. Like, even in negotiation, the APA is a give and take thing. So I think uh, Kyrie being as creative as he is, um, maybe we'll see this turn into something a little bit different. And maybe it'll also, like you were saying, uh, create a platform for him to not be portrayed super, super crazy in the media. Uh, you know, maybe it's the first step in the chess game. Maybe it's the yeah. first step in the chess game. So it's like, you know, look, this Brooklyn media, yo, this league media, um, I did this so I can get you guys' attention. Um, the stuff I talk about is going to be basketball, we're going to love it, whatever like that. Everything else is going to be my IP, my creative IP outside of that. But when I come here, it's basketball. You have basketball questions, you ask me about that. Please don't ask me about, you know, when I posted about going on a walk on Instagram or when I'm like, you know, I thought like he was kind of trolling when he went on that live. You know, he was, he's like, he's like, I feel like he posts up a game. And Diddy's like, I ain't feeling that. Like, you know, that, that was hilarious. But it's also, you know, it's also within, within the vein of like, you know, if you're taking this super seriously, you're sadly mistaken. And that's what the media sometimes does. And, uh, you know, not, not, on the media because we're media in, in a certain way but it's one of those things where you put it out you have to be conscious of what you put out because the thing can take off and it's a life of its own once it's written down on wax yeah people be reaching for sure um in the media so i can i can understand um you know where he's coming from and and, and your your thought process behind everything as well too i mean but at the end of the day it's written the contract just get it done mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. like you said you you're, you're, it's not like you're, uh, like, it's not like you're an average NBA player. You're, you're one of the most uh, well-known players, not just in the United States, but you're a global icon now, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? With the Nike projections, being in the finals multiple years, and just known for his pure creativity um, when he steps on the floor. So just utilize your platform to an advantage, um, and, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. So, Continuing on, you know, within the Brooklyn Nets realm of things as well, too, my boy Kevin Durant um, finally came back after 18 months. God damn, has it really been 18 months? It's been, yeah, damn near two years. (laughs) Yeah, man, and it looked like he really didn't miss a step, man. They they went up against the uh, the Washington Wizards. Obviously, they were without the services of Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal and David Bertans, um, Mm -hmm. just to name a few. But – Okay, he played about 24 minutes. He had 15 points, um, was 5 of 12 from the field, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, three rebounds, three assists, two blocks, three turnovers. Um, so he looked pretty good, honestly. Like I said, it looked like he didn't really lose a step. Um, 
his first, you know, first two points to the basket was a nice little backdoor cut. Um, and he just dunked it with two hands. So he looked pretty good. Um, and honestly, he, he looked like he was just anxious to get out there. Yeah. He's picking and choosing his spots. Obviously, you can tell it's been a while. Um, and you really can't simulate what's going on when you're just scrimmaging or just going up against your team. So for him to go up against a, 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 new, a new set of individuals after 18 months speaks high volume. Um, and it was just excited. It was just excited to see him back out there. Um, there was one key play in the, in the second half where uh, he has his little clear wiggle when he goes from right to left and tries to slash to the basket. Um, it looked amazing. Um, the only thing I'm really concerned about is if he can stay healthy, right? Yeah. Um, what is his defense going to look like when you're going up against top tier talent, right? Um, yeah. And obviously with him moving to the four, um, it's going to be very interesting because he's going to serve more of that rim protection uh, type of situation as well, too. But uh, it, it was great to see KD back. Um, and, yeah, he basically picked up from where he left off as well, too. But just focusing just on Kevin Durant, uh, what were your thoughts on his preseason debut? Um, he looked really, really good. Um, Luz, uh did very, very well. Um, I just think it's, it's just good to see him back out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't seen, again, like two years during there. So uh, I'm just praying for his hope. My biggest thing with that, you know? So that's all I got for him. I'm glad he looks good, praying for his hope. And hopefully the Brooklyn Nets are a really good and exciting team this year. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, now, sticking with the Brooklyn Nets, man. Uh, so obviously – um, what's his name? Lavert, you know, has like a knee contusion, so he sat out as well too. But the starting five that the Brooklyn Nets went with was Kyrie at the one, Joe Harris at the two, um, Spencer Dinwiddie at three, Durant at the four, and DeAndre Jordan at the five. Um, I like this lineup. I would probably just tweak it slightly, and I would have um, instead of Lavert, I mean instead of Dinwiddie, I would flop him or switch him rather with uh, Karis LeVert, um, and then I would want to have Spencer Dinwiddie kind of kind of be like that Manu Ginobili, kind of be like that James Harden, um, having that six-man role as well, too, because at the end of the day, if you have um, Dinwiddie with LeVert and Kyrie and Katie on the floor, um, to me, that's a little redundant, um, and there's not that much balls to go around. Pause. Um, so I, I like what I saw, man, because from – an offensive standpoint, and just seeing Kyrie back out there as well, too. I think he only missed, like, two shots, but uh, Kyrie looked like he – he you could tell he was mad mad with the media. You can tell he was itching just to get back on the floor. But to see them, you know, share the floor for about 15 to 20 minutes and, and just have all these different thoughts in my mind of what can be, um, it's going to be very, very, very interesting. My only thing was, how are you guys going to look defensively? Right. How are you guys going to look when you're going up against top tier talent? Because obviously, like I said, there was no Russell Westbrook. There was no uh, Bradley Beal. How are you guys going to stack up with that? And um, how is that partnership going to work? Obviously, you know, they made some comments about getting eight guard post ups a game, um, four in the first half, four in the second half. They were making jokes about that. But for me, it was great to see Kyrie out there. But and it's a preseason, right? You want to you want to get your moves off. You want to let you want to put everyone on notice that you know this is this is what you guys have been missing because the NBA is all about what have you done for me lately. But for me, moving forward, and and, and it's and it's kind of dumb to just critique one game. But with all the talent around Kyrie um, and and being in that Mike D'Antoni system, um, I would love for him to get his teammates involved because he can get his bucket at any given point in time, him and KD. So I would try, I would, I would get some easy lobs out there to DJ. I would run some plays to get um, Joe Harris engaged. Same with uh, Karis LeVert as well too, because I saw a lot of times where they're so talented offensively that that can kind of hinder him at times. The ball won't move um, and you just have everyone standing there kind of like that Houston situation as well too. But I love their depth. Um, I love their duo. Um, I love their coaching staff. Uh, but like I said, those are like really the only concerns. But, you know, what are your thoughts on the Nets this year and, and how far do you think they can go? Um, I feel like they could be a top five in the East easily. You know, I feel like it's going to take some some gelling, some, some melling with them. Uh, but 
I, again, top five, right, right around top five. We'll see what happens. Um, I feel like the more established teams, I feel like maybe the Philly and stuff that have been playing with each other a little bit longer, they brought us some shooters that just go in the flow into the rhythm a little better, can be better. But I, I don't see them falling below four or five in the East. Yeah, I, I have to agree as well, too. Um, I feel like the leading scorer this year, actually, be, I mean, I'm taking into consideration the KD is probably going to be on a minute restriction, probably not going to play back-to-backs as well, too. But knowing it's Dan Tony and Dan Tony's system, you know, obviously it's Steve Nash, but Dan Tony, I, I heard, is kind of running the running the show offensively. I think Kyrie is going to have one of his most efficient seasons, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's the leading scorer on this team as well because, like I said, there's so many weapons um, at his disposal. There's so many matchups to be exploited. So it's going to be a great year, um, in my opinion. So I think they're going to kind of be like the Miami Heat in a sense where they're trying to figure it out. They're still going to be winning, but they're going to really try to figure it out. And then once they're about, i say, about 25 30%, um, you know, the way through the regular season, that's when they're just going to start to take off as well, too. So um, on paper, they look great on paper, especially in the playoffs where situational basketball, you have two guys that have been there. You have a couple of players on that roster who have been playoff tested. Um, so there's no doubt in my mind on paper where they don't get to the finals. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that they're going to get there right now, right? Right now, as of right now, I still like the Miami Heat just because of their continuity um, that they have right now, but there's no doubt in my mind where they don't at least get to the conference finals. Yeah, that's a fact. So we're going to see. Moving on to the next topic, you know, we finally got to see John Wall and we got to see DeMarcus Cousins back in action. Um, And and it, it was, it was such a great, such a great experience to just to witness him back on the floor. I mean, obviously we already know John Wall, he came off the Achilles injury and then with Boogie Cousins, he had an Achilles injury as well too. And then he also tore his ACL last season and wasn't able to be a part of that championship role with the Lakers as well too. So to see these guys back at it, um, it it's been, it's been amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So John Wall, um, what I've noticed about John Wall is like, he, I mean, honestly, it's only been three games, but he kind of looks better than, what he was before because I feel like now being so far removed from the game, he was actually able to take a step back and, and see different ways he can add to his game. So it seems to me the game is slowed down. Um, he kind of picks and chooses when to use his athleticism and it's more so mental um, than anything as well too. And then also uh, his jump shot looks much more um, improved and he seems much more efficient as well too. So yeah. um, I think that, I think that, being away from the game, um, that's going to help him in as far as longevity goes as well. And obviously, he he's one of the you know highest IQ players as well too. So um, I, I think Houston, I think Houston's in good hands. I mean, obviously, you had to get rid of West, Russell Westbrook, and then on the other end, you have Demarcus Cousins. Man, I mean, he's been through so much. So just to see him on the floor um, is is a beautiful thing to to see as well too. And, and with Boogie, I mean, you kind of know what you're getting out of him, right? So now is can you stay healthy? Because that pick and pop game is going to be deadly between him, and, between him and John Wall. So Boogie's jump shot Sorry. improved as well. Um, he's bigger than most bigs in this era as well, too. And he has a great inside out game. So if they stay healthy, um, it's going to be scary. And, 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 and I love this new coach, you know what I'm saying? It's not Kevin McHale. It's, it's not Mike D'Antoni. So these guys, um, what I've noticed the first two games before Harden came back, they're really, really moving the ball a lot. Like, it's, it's, it's very seldom that you have blank moments in that offense as well, too, and they keep the ball moving. Um, they keep playing at a fast pace. So I really like the Rockets. Um, will they make the playoffs? I mean, that kind of really just depends on James Harden, right? Is James Harden going to be locked in? Is James Harden going to be traded? What happens with that as well, too? But before we get into James Harden's segment, um, what are your thoughts from what you've seen with John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins? Um, really just excited for John, man. Uh, kind of a new outlook. He's out there in Houston. <laughs> He's calling Rose Bar Wall, you know, sound like that. Uh, and, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, it's just I'm, I'm really excited. Like, he's out there. He looks renewed. Kind of like in the second um, – the second 
rejuvenation of his career in a way. So I hope he's going to continue to stay healthy. Um, he had a lot of time to, you know, rehab and rest because it's damn near been two years since he's actually played too, in a way, because, you know, he, he was coming off of that playoff. He was injured, I believe, and then the Achilles happened. Uh, so he just didn't play a whole season, right? He was out for the whole season with, with Brad Bill last year. Um, and it's a new situation, right? It's not Scott's Brooks, Scott Brooks anymore. It's not the Wizards who – for all intents and purposes, we haven't seen them make a conservative effort to really try to win a championship, go over the top. They're one of those teams that you would say, all right, the market's pretty good, but it's not a power powerhouse market. You know, is DC, we would think it would be like, yo, we should be able to get some players, but it's not, it's not the same. Now, Houston, on the other hand, we've seen them make the moves in the, in the past few years. Uh, yes, their uh, GM's gone, um, but rejuvenated kind of with the shell of what they had, kind of the, um, uh, the 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 hybrid style of basketball thing. You have John Wall at the helm, who's a ridiculous guard, one of the guards that is still, I say, definitely top ten. And you can make an argument to to, you know, shorten the list and have him in a in a top six seven scenario, possibly five if you want to really get into some of the details when he's very much healthy. Um, you know, so again, it's it's going to come down to his jump shooting. Boogie looks really good, uh, flowing. I just health as well for this team and I hope they really 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 stay healthy because they could be a fun team to watch both of the teams that were involved in the trade could be a fun team to watch I've been watching some of the Wizards uh inside inside the uh program practices and I've been watching uh John Wall seeing what he does and you know James Harden is the wild factor you know it looks like he's gonna keep trying to force his hand even when he's trying to come out there and get some cardio because dude looks big but <laughs> but um <laughs> right now yeah right now um you know, kudos to the Rockets, kudos to the health of their team, and we'll see what happens. We'll see if they can uh, stick in and get into the playoff race. All right, so um, I guess moving on from that, when, and still staying in the same, along the same lines with the Houston Rockets in general, James Harden actually pulled up, um, and he played game three uh, of the regular season, which, which was nice. Uh, we kind of knew he was going to come back because at the end of the day, no one wants to miss out on that on that on that pay, especially during the pandemic yeah. and, and whatnot as well too. So, uh, yeah, he came back. Um, obviously, he played limited minutes, but you can tell um, he wasn't a part of you know training camp, wasn't a part of any practices. Obviously, I know the protocols he had and and all the extra stuff he was a part of as well too makes sense. But um, uh, it's one of those things where I'm not really going to put too much stock into that game because that was his yeah. first time being with them as well, too. So I don't want to, you know, jump the gun and say, oh, they stopped moving the ball, this and this and that. He was just – That was a workout for him, back. man. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. He's just trying to work back and get and get back into form, get back into rhythm. So um, I'm happy that he's back. It's one of those things where I kind of think of like a Kobe Bryant or like an MJ. There was points in their career – where they were unsatisfied with what front office was doing. They felt like front office was taking a step back and they yeah. kind of voiced their opinion and, and wanted to, you know, be, be out. Obviously social yeah. media is what much more prominent than it was back in the day. So um, it really didn't travel and didn't really hold that much weight as it did um, in the past. So um, it's one of those things though, where you can just tell from his interviews that he's kind of, He's locked in as a basketball player, but you can yeah. tell he still wants out. It's kind of like when you're in a relationship with someone and you know, <laughs> and you know it's not going that well, right? <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're comfortable with it. You, you know what to expect out of it. But in the grand scheme of things, you, you're, you, you're keeping your options open. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's one of those things where when it's all said and done, um, he's going to leave. We just don't know when. So, And I was talking to Warren. The guy that controls all the social media shots and Warren intern. Um, I was talking to him and I was like, yo, like, do you remember a couple years ago when Blake Griffin had signed that five year Supermax and then by trade deadline he got moved to Detroit? Like, you remember that shit? Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, man, if James Harden finds himself getting traded by de trade deadline to a team, let's say, like the Los Angeles Clippers, even though Paul George has got that max. I wouldn't be surprised the way it's structured now. They flip him um, because I think that would be what Houston is missing. Um, but the thing is, it'll probably have to be a three-team trade because the Clippers don't have any future first-round picks. But that's not that's not a bad swap as well. But uh, if Harden stays there, they're definitely a top five, top six seed. If Harden mm -hmm. isn't there, 
I'm assuming they're going to get valuable assets back. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're fighting for that eighth seed right there. But uh, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on James Harden returning and whatnot and and, and moving forward? I guess. <laughs> Only thing I could really think about was. Uh, um, I've had guys that have like worked out for the Heat. I know, and they've been around the Heat. And um, a lot of teams, you know, they do like the body mass index and the body fat index. And the team and the Heat are sticklers about it. You can tell by the way they play. You know, they want you to come in. They want you to be two percent, three percent body fat. And I was just thinking about how James Harden had to like <laughs> get on that that body fat uh, radar, and he'd probably go off for like twenty. 30, you know, crazy percent body fat. But, you know, that, that's tearing up there because James Harden is a beast. I'm just, I was just thinking about stuff like that. But he's a beast. And um, he really just looks like, one, he's been enjoying Houston and Vegas and whatever like that in the offseason. Uh, not too concerned about his uh, situation because there's been a lot of empty promises in a way. And, two, you could, um, you could, you could just sum it up to – their situation where, you know, there have been years where, you know, I, I always think about that time when Mono Ginobili blocked his shot, you know what I'm saying? And, and you like, we were like, all right, is he going to rise to the challenge? And then boom, Mono Ginobili comes up with the craziest defensive play of his career, one of them, and just stops a red hot James Harden, another lefty on lefty. So maybe he kind of anticipated it, but um, yeah, bro. Um, but um, so Maybe it's just time for, like, we see John Wall with a little bit of pep in his stuff. He looks healthy. Uh, he looks like he's excited to be in there. It's probably what James Harden's asking for, too, you know? The thing is, we look at it in a different light because he's like, yo, I'm trying to go to a contender. James Harden's made his bag. He's, you know, getting his money. He plays how he plays. That's not going to change. But now he's just like, yo, let me go and at least see if I can compete for a ring on a team that, for all intents and purposes, has been right under waterline, you know, not – fully submerged above water, but, you know, I mean, above water, but kind of right submerged right at the tip of it. Um, and we've seen his counterparts uh, via Kevin Durant when he came in. You know, he went to a team that was a contender and got it off, you know. Uh, Whistle Westbrook has bounced around. That experiment didn't work, but at least he had to say, hey, I went to a different opportunity. I, I gave myself the chance in this other opportunity. He doesn't want the Rockets to run him into the ground. And maybe he doesn't see that them getting past the Lakers over there. You know, he's saying, I want to go to Brooklyn. I want to get it. He could see himself getting past uh, the teams in the East a little bit more. He could see himself getting past the Lakers, maybe the Nuggets where they have to guard crazy, maybe the uh, Clippers even. So he just wants a different scenario where he thinks he can give himself the best opportunity. That's all. Yeah, for sure. So – um, yeah, I mean, players, you know, definitely have the power. Um, but like I said, they still got two years. He still got two years under, under contract there. So um, they can wait it out and see what assets uh-huh. that they can get back. But I feel like Houston's not in any rush anytime soon. So I think James Harden, I think it's safe to say that he's going to be laced up for at least half the season. Um, as a rocket as well, too. So mm-hmm. I just hope him while he's there, you know, he gives it his all and, and really tries to make it work with Boogie and, you know, with with uh, with John Wall, that that would be dope. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, when you really think about it, since James Harden has been there, like their GM slash owner has basically tried to do everything in their power to make it everything, work, you know, everything. They try to like have big men. They got rid of big men, like all that good stuff. Oh, Russell Westbrook. So they're trying, you know what I'm saying? But uh, maybe, maybe, maybe James Harden just like, yeah, I, I just really can't win with this. And then sometimes you kind of have to think like, is it a me thing or is it a you thing? But I'm going to give both say, parties quite, the benefit of the doubt. And um, I guess we quite possibly he wants to be in a situation where the blame is not going to fall back on him. Because at this point in his career, we're looking at it like, yo, Again, it's, the, it's what Kobe said. It's like, yo, you can't win in a st- system like that, you know? So maybe he wants to get away from not the limelight because he's gonna, still going to be in the limelight, but it's going to be getting away from where he's purely the, the, the center block. Because even if Chris Paul came in, even Russell Westbrook came in, you know, you had people like Dwight Howard, all them guys came in. James Harden is still the centerfold of that offense, you know? And it's crazy that we're selling about like an all-star person that's mm-hmm. like this, but he does all this stuff, but it's not equating the championships. And that's the crossroads at James Harden. That's why he's trying to, you know, elevate and get to a new opportunity so he can put this in the past in his career and he can win the ring if he can solidify himself and, 
you know, we can talk about something else. So we'll see what happens. Now, do you think with James Harden, he he's achieved these accolades um, and, and obviously he's going to go down as one of the best scorers of our generation. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see him once he eventually gets moved to another team? Because let's be, let's be real, like in this day and age to win a championship, you're going to have to basically damn near play with another superstar, right? Um, do yeah. you see him adjusting his game at this point in his career when he's been so ball dominant? Like, do you see him playing off ball? I know he has a high enough IQ to do it, um, but obviously, like, mm-hmm. it's it, it's different because he was in a certain system where it was predicated on his strengths. But do you do you see him changing his style of play for the greater good to win that championship? Because he's, he already has an MVP. He's finished MVP, what, top five the last – damn near the last decade. Um, he's got yeah. to the conference finals, been all first team. All these things he's checked off his list, but the last thing that remains is the championship. So do you, do you see that happening? Um. If he's going to play with another superstar, yes, because I feel like that's the conversation you have to make within your mind when you say, hey, I want to get out of here and go to a contender. Yes. Um, Do I see it happen if he he doesn't get moved, per se? I feel like we're always going to get James Harden, but it's like what system can you develop that will accommodate that and still keep us in games? Because honestly, that that more looks like a six-man type role you know so oh, Williams the wind's going off for 30 points 40 points whatever like that that's what your energy guys do you know but your first team has to be working in cohesion because at any given point down the stretch you're going to need to have that swing man ready to shoot you're going to need to have that superstar ready to go um that pick and roll that office set and you need people that are ready to execute right um so and it's it's just crazy to think about because when you look at it in like a micro kind of thing like a micro uh experiment kind of thing that's like yo this is not really going to work for our first team because you just boom 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 shot boom 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 shot the other guys are just running down up and down and playing defense yeah. it's really a, a a second team philosophy to score like that because like hey our starters need some rest you got 10 minutes go crazy and I'm not making James Harden the sixth man of the year again, but it's like, how does that really work for us as a unit in the first team, you know? Because at that point, why am I sending my starters up and down the court running sets and stuff? What's the point of that? Not saying that James Harden doesn't pass, but it's hard to look at and think we're going to win a championship like this when you look at teams like the Lakers that freaking KCP got it done one day, LeBron and AB got it done in tandem, shoot. Coos hit a shot, you know? You you look at what they're going to compete against, and that's not going to really work. So you have to accommodate that. He has to, in some ways, compromise and say, look, I'm going to score 20, but if I can get – and he's in a he's a crazy guard. He's 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. So it's like, if I can get my other teammates involved, then we're going to be good. We're going to be ready. Um, and I think he's a smart enough basketball player with the IQ to understand that. And maybe he – within D'Antoni's system, he wasn't able to showcase that part of his skill set yet. So maybe he's looking for a new opportunity to showcase that. And I think still in Houston right now, it could be a perfect opportunity for him to do that. Because you have other players that can boogie, no pun intended. So it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I love your take on that. Um, James Harden, uh, you can do it, I hope he stays for a little bit, honestly. Yeah, I want to see what it looks like with him and John Wall, bro. Um, I, I think aside from Chris Paul, obviously Russell Westbrook's great and all, but this is the closest you're going to get to playing with a with a quote unquote pure point guard in a sense. So um, yeah. we'll see how that works. John can pass that thing. He can pass that thing, man. It's like a mini Brian out there. Um, I don't want to call him Brian. He's himself, but you know, when I think of a point, <laughs> a, a pass first player in, in today's league, the standard is LeBron James. So. Um, yeah, so the Warriors are back in action. Um, they had a couple games so far against Denver, and then they also um, had another game, I believe, against Sacramento as well. And Steph Curry, man, one of those other players where he's been banged up the whole year. Obviously, they wanted to tank and all that good stuff as well. We already know about the the Clay Thompson situation. Um, hopefully, you get back um, healthy soon, Clay. But Steph Curry, man, he got this different look in his eyes. Like, yo, y'all must have forgot about me. 
Uh, he did. And, and, and he's been playing lights out. And, and what I'm more so impressed about, I don't know if you got a chance to see the Denver Nuggets preseason game. He was looking like like Drew Holiday out there strapping Jamal Murray. I was like, yo, what the hell is going on? Really? Like, like it, it, really? it was ridiculous. I'm going to send you those highlights after this, but it was actually very, very ridiculous. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what the future holds for the Warriors this year. Obviously, we haven't got to see Wiseman play yet. I don't know if he's battling with some form of injury. They're just trying to get him up to date so he can look like the, the, the number two pick um, that he is. But for you, yeah. man, um, do you think this is the year where Steph Curry has the most pressure on him? Mm, no, I would have. I would have said that it would have been the year what the year last year, correct? So I would have said it would be more last year. But now you know he's coming from a deficit. Now you know the West is um, is not there, West anymore. Definitely not. Like it's been a leap and a bound and a jump. Right, so we're gonna see him going against uh again the Jamal Murrays, the uh, Spider Mitchells, the you know, and you know, mum's the word. Don't say his name. Uh, it's gonna be like, oh, we totally forgot about this guy. You know, we saw all the stuff in the bubble and stuff like that. But this kid, not this kid, but Steph is the the person to beat out there at what six three and under, right? So we're giving all these accolades. Oh, it's going to be crazy with it like that. It's like, yo, he does this stuff effortlessly, bro, effortlessly. But I think the year before was was more pressure, right? Because it would have been a, them coming out, them that season. But now we know the bar has been pushed forward. Now we know people have gotten better. It's down to dirt. So now you're just playing a little bit like, yo, I feel good. Let's see what I can do. Let's mix it up. Like my man's clay just got hurt again. So everybody's like, yo, are the Warriors not even going to make the playoffs this year? If they make the playoffs, bro, we have to submit uh, Steph Curry as, like, yo, one of the greatest guards we've seen this decade, of course. I mean, that's that's no that's no question. And I'll say this decade is in, like, last decade, of course. Um, one of the greatest guards that ever, has ever played the game. But also, we have to put some respect on what he can do for a team himself, not just with, oh, he has to be able to stretch the floor, Clay's guarding for him and stuff like that. So this is really going to be the put the respect on Steph's name year, um, respect him for what he is, and he, you know, is still a, a a threat and and a crazy threat. No matter, you know, we forget about him because of his stature, because he just shoots threes. He's not super imposing. No, he changed the game of basketball. You know, just with his efficiency, with his range, with his uh, shot making ability. So we're gonna see that again on full display. He's gonna have a number of shots, and the team's gonna flow through him. We'll see what happens. Yeah, um, and and that's and that's one of the reasons why I asked you if that's this is why he has the most pressure because of him really not having another all star with him anymore. Uh, we know, like we said, he's changed the game. He's <laughs> won two time MVP, first unanimous MVP, has three championships already, multiple finals appearances as well. So I think he needs a new challenge in his career, in in his, in his career, and I think this is the perfect opportunity to see, hey. We we tried our best to reconfigure the roster. We got the number two pick. Obviously, Clay's out. Show me what you can do. Um, so I'm I'm gonna be interested to see because a lot of people, like I said, we're prisoners of the moment, right? So a lot of people are, are when mm -hmm. you think of who's the top point guard right now, you think of like a Damian Lillard or if you want to go with the Luca of the world. So I think mm -hmm. Steph um is gonna come out hungry. I think that he's gonna put the Warriors in mm -hmm. a good position to make the playoffs and um, right now, um, you know, if I had a, a short list of, you know, MVPs um, for this upcoming season, he's definitely up there as well. Yeah, I, I believe that uh, there could be a um, Oklahoma City-esque team from this year, from last year, if that makes any sense. You know, the team that's spicy that stayed around, you're like, oh, you know, they're a little bit depleted. They probably won't even make the playoffs. I feel like they could stick in and get in and just, you know, play teams hard, barring their defense, right? And you, like you just uh, mentioned, you know, he's strapping up, whatever like that. So it's going to take the other guys and the rookies and James Wiseman, who they just drafted, to uh, really, you know, lock in on defense to figure it out because they're going to get toasted. Some of those younger guys are going to get toasted by the veterans in the in the West. But um, I think if they can steal some games, we'll be looking like, yo, the the Golden State are really, you know, around and in the topic. So uh, it'll be it'll be a good year to watch. 
And I think, you know, with the lack of shooting that they have, um, obviously they're going to get up a lot of corner threes. But um, I think we're going to see Steve Kerr, you know, coaching actually get put on display this year as well, too, because of the mm-hmm. lack of shooting that he has. But um, I honestly think where they're going to actually thrive at, just based on what it looks like with paper, with the at, with the size and athleticism with Oubre and Wiggins, you have mm-hmm. a mobile big who can protect the rim and James Wiseman. Um, and then you also have Draymond Green, who was defensive player of the year before in the past and always is a, is a, is a, is a finalist runner. And then, like I said, Steph, um, obviously he's the most – challenge defensively but like I said we're just if if you're making it a little difficult on a, a, a high octane score from the guard position like a like a Jamal Murray who can beat you in a bevy of ways mm-hmm. I think they're gonna get a lot of their points in transition from their defense so um we'll see how it, we'll see how it be and, and we'll see how it's gonna be and I definitely agree with you how they're gonna be a team like OKC where well, it's a little different with OKC, right? You know, we didn't expect them to make the playoffs at all. And, I mean, yeah. we know the West has gotten deeper, so we wouldn't be surprised if they're fighting just to get that seventh or eighth seat, right? But I agree with you yeah. in the sense of they're going to be a team that's steady. Oh, you're going to be like, oh, okay, okay. And yeah. then after some time, I said, like, oh, okay, this team actually is going to give a team, another team a run for their money when, when it's all said and done. So I, I, I definitely agree with that, mm-hmm. but – uh. Yeah, man, I'm excited to see what Steph is going to be able to do. Um, so they got a lot of nationally televised games this year. So we're we going to see how that how that rocks as well, too. Um, and, yeah, just, just from the point guard yeah. perspective, so much depth, like you name Dane. Um, you got Luka. You got Kyrie. You got John Wall. You got Trey Young. You got yeah. – you got so many guards um, in this league. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see all these individual matchups uh, with Steph Curry as well, too. So I'm excited for that. One of the last things I want to talk about is, uh, you know, seeing the 76ers in action, man. This brings me back to our interview with Robel and and talking about Daryl Morey and whatnot (laughs) and and how, like, I didn't really see the vision with what Daryl Morey was going to do because I was just so angry with, um, an individual like him who just relies on analytics so much, but he actually did a damn good job, like we said before, adding all those shooters. So this kind of brings me back to Ben Simmons in the 76ers era back when they won 50 games in the regular season. Um, and okay. they had a lot of shooting with Bellinelli, with Sarich, with Covington, um, with Ilyasova, all these players as well. So obviously they've gotten better defensively and they added more spacing to go with Embiid and to go with Ben Simmons. So I think this year, man, obviously the, the, the biggest what if, the biggest thing that we focus on, on and in, in life in general is, is what individuals can't do, and, and we don't tend to focus on what they can't do. So um, what it seems do, yeah. to me that Ben Simmons is going to, going to be Ben Simmons. Will we see him shoot maybe at least the corner three or, or at least try to get it respectable? But that's why you build around your superstar because – the things that they're weak in is 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 what you're gonna cover up. So they yeah. add in more shooting, and we'll we'll see how him and and how Embiid can coexist. But based on what I saw, you know, just against the Celtics, man, they're gonna they're gonna look really good. And I think this is gonna be the year where if they're all healthy, um, they I can think get this gives Ben not Ben Simmons, this gives Joel Embiid his best shot at at winning the MVP this year as well, too, with all that space. But uh, I like them. I, I, I like them a lot. I actually like them more over the Celtics right now. Um, but I'll, I'll put them at my top four in the East right now. But what are your, what are your, thoughts, on, what are your thoughts on the Sixers? Uh, they look good, man. The pace still look like a, for the most part, like a complete basketball team. You know, we haven't – we always see, yo, the guard heavy. Yo, they're going to play like this. But it's like they can get it on inside, outside. They got some shooters. Uh, they run the floor, you know, just just the 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 usual, like not usual, but the balance of a of a of a complete team that has actual one through five positions. You know what I'm saying? They have the point guards to the small forwards, the shooting guards to the centers. So, and we, it's it's a little bit refreshing because when was the last time we've seen like a complete team like this? It's been a while, you know. It's weird, I can't even right? say like, yeah, I can't even say the Lakers because. They're two big men play like, you know, a two and a three guard. LeBron plays like a one. Uh, the two centers were people were were Dwight and uh, JaVale McGee. Um, 
and then everybody else kind of just got in where they fit in, as, as in, like, you know, utility players and, you know, people that were 6'3 and under weren't really playing the point guard role and, and vice versa. The point, best point guard on that team were LeBron and uh, Rondo, and Rondo was the only 6'1 player that was playing point guard. But, um, you know, this team looks very interesting. They're attacking on all cylinders. I see inside drives. That's the White Howard, isn't it? Jeez. Is that the White Howard? Wow. Yeah. I, I told you, bro, what? So they really put themselves in a good position, man. Um, Dwight being a defensive player, he is. Uh, Doc Rivers, uh, his, his, his um, guidance, you know, again, talk about a new place, uh, somewhere he can, like, go and, you know, get a little bit of refreshing. This is this is a team where he can get it done with, man. He, you can coach the X's and O's. Uh, ben Simmons is taking up a lot of freaking space, like – not Ben Simmons, but uh, Joel Embiid is taking up a lot of freaking space, uh, demanding Ben Simmons is feeding everybody because he has plenty of weapons to feed. Uh, they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be a tough out coming down the stretch. So, yeah, make sure everybody's that's what healthy. I'm yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, with, with, the, with the East just getting so much better, like, even though, like we said on earlier on paper, like, if KD and Kyrie are healthy, like, it's not going to be easy for them just to yeah. get – you know, to the finals, like we said, yeah. like we have these, these, these revamped teams and, and everyone's hungry, man. It's literally a gauntlet match out there. So um, we really going to see what happens, but yeah, I, I love the Sixers this year. If it, if there's any year to invest stock into them, it's definitely this year. Um, so <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. You know, almost done here, um, man. What are your thoughts on, uh, what are your thoughts on Jello? Getting released, man. Lavar Lavar Ball Lavar Ball wasn't too happy, man. Uh, yeah. He basically said that this was raggedy as hell. The people in Detroit are great. I love the fans, but the franchise over there is raggedy as hell. They don't know a good player. I was giving them a lottery pick for free. He has the skills to play and the notoriety to bring every everybody to the game. Um, how do you throw that out the window? They're gonna learn the hard way. My boys are gonna end up together playing somewhere. Um, Jello can sure. shoot the lights out. That was raggedy with what they did, but hey, they're gonna learn the hard way. So, obviously, you know it was pretty groundbreaking um, seeing a father, uh, you know, an African American father, you know, yeah. speak his mind, um, be the true visionary that he is, and, and and tell us when we thought he was crazy that all three of his boys were gonna be in the NBA, which they technically yeah. were. But yeah. um, do you see? Jello eventually, you know, coming back to the league. Uh, I feel like, and I don't really know what his game looks like and stuff like that. I've seen him, you know, spray the three ball, but this isn't workout. So, uh, maybe get in with a G League team, fit in where you get in, you know, and and, and hustle like that for a few years. And you know, that's still the NBA. Uh, as far as LeBron Lavar's comments, like he has to say that, you know, like he has to say that. Like, that's that's who we know and believe him and uh, have understood him to be. But I'm not mad at him for saying, uh, you know, he can do this, his son can do this, and I can do it. You're not going to go there and undersell, undersell your blood, hopefully. You're not going to go there and do that. Um, his approach is a little bit, you know, it's not politically correct, it's not PC, but at this point we know him for what he is, uh, a master marketer, uh, a, a manifester, somebody that speaks things into existence on a regular basis, uh, and somebody that works hard and supporting his sons, you know, whether it be the most efficient way or not in the day and age, but he's gotten them this far with, with, just, with him just being there, you know, and this is a shout out to fathers, shout out to black fathers for that matter, um, you know, right or wrong, the support's there, and his sons are in the league. Um, they've gone, you know, leaps and bounds. You know, I think Alonzo uh, steady. Uh, Lamelo just got in, and then he's still finding his way if he keeps wanting to pursue basketball. But uh, hands down, it's, it's dope. I think Jello could probably bounce around the G League for a little bit, or even like, you know, he was overseas playing, right? Jello was overseas playing, so he could go do that in a different country. But I think Hooper's gonna hoop, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. And then in a league where we're so fixated on spacing the floor, um, he's yeah. eventually going to get back in the league as well, too. So um, yeah. he may not be – He can bad. shoot, yes. He can shoot. Shooting is, yeah. is definitely needed in the league. Um, so I think he's going to come back. But like you said, it's, it's 
uncertain uh, of when How he's going to come back. Um, but I think I think I think when things when we get back to some form of normalcy, uh, I can definitely see him on the roster as well too. So, and I also think Philadelphia. I mean, not Philadelphia. Detroit only had a X amount of roster spots available, um, yeah. so they had they had no choice but to get rid of him as well too. So, yeah. that is what it is. So, two more things. Um, one, who have you been most impressed by, most impressed by rookie wise? Uh, you know, thus far in the preseason. I really enjoyed uh, watching uh, Melo, like little uh, little Melo. Um, watched some uh, Anthony Edwards highlights. They they were all right. So I'll have to go with Melo, just how he's affecting the team. He's not even trying to score the ball just yet, but he looks very fluid out there. He's making that team look a lot better. I'm going to uh, catch up on some Obi Toppin highlights because uh, apparently he's been doing pretty well too. But um. For me, it has to be Melo. I think he's came in. He's Joel. He looks like his IQ was very much up there um, with the rest of the people, and that that looks that just looks like to me somebody that can at six seven six eight uh, carve a lane out in the NBA for himself for a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I have very very high expectations for Lamelo. Um, I think it's a foregone conclusion that he's definitely going to be better than his brother. But like you said, he, he played overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, with him, he already has a frame. He has the IQ, right? He's a natural playmaker. So once he gets his weight up and 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 and, and just gets to learn what it what it means to be a professional at this stage, and 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 fixes his tweaks his shot a little bit, um, because you already know he, you can just tell he's yeah. more aggressive than his brother is. But once he figures out these basic tools and builds upon that, I can see him like. Not to an Luka an extent, but I can see him where he's constantly flirting, flirting around with the triple double. So I can I can see in a peak year for him, yeah. he's averaging what like twenty two, ten and six. Um, so those are my expectations for him. But to answer the Easy. question that I, that I asked was, uh, I probably have to agree with you. I'm very impressed with him, um, and I'm also very impressed with with Cole Anthony from Orlando as well too. Uh, he's one of those guys where. I wouldn't be surprised if we started the draft over. He would be a higher pick, to be real with you. He, he I think he's going to definitely get that starting spot eventually in Orlando. And, man, if Orlando mm-hmm. just wasn't such a eh, franchise, man, I'd be like, yo, is there any way we can get him to the Clippers, please? That's the point guard that we need. Um, but, yeah, those are, those are probably be the two people that um, I'm more uh, – I'm very I'm very happy with. But, like you said, there's still some players – Obviously, Wiseman hasn't played yet. I'm, I really haven't took a chance to see what Anthony Edwards is about. I saw a little bit of Obi Topin um, with the yeah. Knicks as well, but there's so many um, players, uh, you know, from this this draft class that I would love to see. Um, as How well do you too. say it? Denny? 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 Yeah, Denny. Denny. Denny's tough. Yeah. I, I saw him he looks play good. against the Nets. He looks very good. Yeah, he. he I, I definitely see him being um, the starting two guard that can that has the playmaking capabilities to bring the ball up as well too so how tall is he i think he's six seven six eight that's what they really wanted out of porter to be <laughs> Otto porter, quite honestly yeah. For, yeah. for so i like him a lot yeah so those yeah honestly those are probably the three people so denny um lamello and cole anthony were probably the three okay. people that i'm i'm the most impressed by as well too um, and the last thing, last thing I want to talk about is it seems like the rich just keep getting richer. So when I say this, man, um, <laughs> Clippers went up against the Lakers and got, and got smacked. And THT uh-huh. went for 33, 10, and 4. <laughs> Played 41 minutes. Literally, offensive package is freaking crazy, bro. Crazy. Um, do you see him being a rotation piece this upcoming season? I feel like in the deep days, deep dog days of the season, yes. But I feel like that they have to honor the players they have wrapped up in money. I was having this conversation the other day, and I could see it happening. I feel like they have to honor the players they already have wrapped up in money. And it's weird, right, because you have somebody like that. But I don't feel like we're going to see him really be let loose until, like, a, a deep dog days of the season, possibly late, right before the playoffs type joint. Um, and that's tough to say. That's tough to say. So I, this this could be a segment where we look back at it and it's like, Trey, you really were terribly wrong about that because he's going dirty. How can you not play him? He's going dirty. But um, I, I do. I don't. I don't think they let him off the leash just yet because again, they 
getting it moved around, whatever like that. Um, I could see if somebody like like a, a KCP or somebody like that had an injury, then boom, he's he's moved up. He's making his bag, you know. But then after that, you're not going to retain him after the season. He's going to go get his bag well elsewhere because somebody's going to sign him, you know. But uh, I, I think he's, he plays well. I think we're going to see his greatness, hopefully. But I just don't think that's going to happen like we think it's going to happen just because he scored 30 points up the night. But he looked very, very good. And I hope we get to see a lot more of him. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So there's definitely, um, you know, a diamond that that's in the rough right there. So like you said, I, I he can definitely be a rotation piece. But like you said, with the way the salary set up and the championship run that they just came from, mm-hmm. it wouldn't mm-hmm. be – it wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't be shocking at all if he doesn't play until there's like a, a knock on wood, a major catastrophic injury or something like that, or just yeah. something as minor that has a key rotation piece out for a little bit as well too. But what yeah. he displayed against top tier talent like a Kawhi PG um, and just that Clippers team as well was definitely put the league on notice a little bit as well too. So that's going to be interesting, man. But uh, that pretty much wraps up, you know, the conversations that we have for episode 98. Any, 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 uh, any closing remarks? Um, Happy holidays to the viewers, man. Thanks for rocking with us. Uh, um, You know, we should see you back, but if not before the new year, man, everybody be safe. Everybody, um, you know, um, goals out the window just uh, hopefully taking time for yourself for your family um shout out to rise rva shout out to just everybody that's you know saying hey i've tuned into the podcast or hey i'm just getting out into it you guys sound good shout out for feedback and you know one level at a time but uh we're here happy to, uh, that you're here so that's that on that it's good with you uh i mean pretty much man just excited to get back to the east coast uh excited to pack um, not looking forward to the cold weather, but it is what it is. You can't, yeah, it's cold you, can't have, you can't have everything. But uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be around people that, you know, help pave the way for me to be where I am now. Um, and, 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 you know, just spending time with your family and friends is always something that, you know, that that's my that's my why. Right. So I'm just excited yeah. for that. And like you said, it's closing on 2020. Um, whether we realize or not, it's 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 it's, it's affected us in all ways. Um, so I'm excited to, you know, have a good rollout plan for 2021 and I, and I expect nothing, but, um, you know, it getting better from here. So that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 98 of the Caesars show. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media, um, and platforms at the Caesars show at Sir Caesars at trade day XXIV. And on that note, we out. Peace.